Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen, I, I'm sure you're not in a vacuum down there in Dallas. You've been hearing all this stuff over the last 24 or so. Um, what's the mood around the team? I mean, is there uh, people go asking each other, well, what the heck's about to happen here? Yeah, about the same. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we this is not our first rodeo. Sure. Unfortunately, we <laughs> go through this yeah. probably more than most. And... Um, Nobody's saying, but the look on everybody's face is revealing, mm-hmm. and uh, I suspect that you know we'll we'll be on full alert. But you know, to me, it's like old hat. I've like yeah. the Spurrier. I've just done this so often, which when you're stuck in this, this is what happens. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the game. It's amazing that you're at a game, but the game is not really the topic. No, it's really not. I mean, you know, it's like that for a lot of teams today. I mean, there's 10 games, I guess, with some postseason meeting, but there's obviously a lot more that have, have no meaning, and you're wondering about coaches and, and, and GMs, and that's kind of where the Redskins are on both fronts. And it's crazy here, Jack, because the Cowboys are going through a similar situation. Yeah. Except that, you know, they have a little greater asset, and they got you know, these players and all this swirling around, and we've been in that position before over the years. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to wait on someone else's results. You've lost the ability to dictate your own path. It's, it's horrible. You know, Rob Rivera, we talked about it when he got fired in Carolina. That He's he's a player. Yeah, he's a player. He's a disciplinarian. There's no BS. I don't yeah, think he's, he, in the, he's in the deal. Yeah, you don't, you don't think of Ron as somebody who's going to get caught up in, in stupidity. Um, you know, he's no. a pretty serious guy. No. I think both of these guys, you know, they bring discipline, number one, and they're both obviously got get great chops when it comes to coaching defense, which is obviously... Well, that's the key. You just fun. nailed it. Yeah, great we, we, We're epic. The, the only thing I can't understand is why they allowed us to be this bad this long in one particular side of the ball. Yeah, yeah. I can't answer the question. I'm sure Kevin has the answer for it, but I don't know why we have been so stubborn on defense. Right. And we're getting beat over the head by the same things week after week after week. And yet, finally, the first week, and Josh had to had to be sick to institute it. They didn't institute it. Yeah, Josh instituted it. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. really? I mean, Josh, they should have gave Josh his the ability to go wherever he wanted to go six weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we got guys on the bus. It's interesting. We got these young kids walking on wrong, wrong buses. Before <laughs> they're here for a week. And I tell you, I'll take uh, them. I yeah. would take him, right. them, youth over any of the past. Yeah, there is. And been, so, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, reporting on this. Obviously, the last 24 hours, different people with different details. But again, the names all seem to be uh, the same. And again, Ron Rivera's merged as a top candidate, and he's told people uh, close to him that he expects the deal to come together quickly. It may yeah. even be in the next 48 hours. The Redskins are among the teams that are legitimate interests, but. Other teams without openings yet circling, including the Giants, 
if they retain Dave Gettleman, obviously he worked with Dave Gettleman uh, in the yeah. past, could be part of it. There's also a report that uh, Marty Herney, I believe this is from um, the Athletic DC, Ben Standig and his crew, that uh, Marty Herney, who is kind of in a limbo situation with the new owner there as well, and kind of came back in as a consultant more than anything, uh, yeah. after uh, after the last guy, Gettleman, left, or was fired, excuse me, he could be in play in Washington. Of course, he started his career here with the Redskins as a beat reporter, uh, got in a PR with Jack Kent Cook, and obviously left with Bobby Bethard to be the cap guy out in San Diego. And yeah, Marty's a, good. Marty Marty's good. Super Bowl team, obviously, in Carolina as well. So anyway, so Marty, you know, would be potentially in the mix here, too, if, if – uh, he and Ron Rivera were maybe a package deal. So this is interesting. A lot well, of different things coming out. And you know, Morocco you've Brown. You've got two playoff wins. Yep. You got two playoff wins, Jack. Yep. And so everybody ought to be in in, in the mix. Yep. What you can't afford to do is do what has been done in the past, pulling the spurrier bag out and the people. Yep. I think the experimental phase right now should be scorched earth. Yeah. You need to be with someone that actually doesn't have to look at a cookbook to bake a cake. <laughs> Seriously. Right. You need people that have the knowledge that are current. And I just think it's a huge mistake not to involve anyone that doesn't have collegiate experience. Yes. Because college is the new baby girl. It's, yeah. It is yeah. jumping out the socket. And so you can't be also old school. You know, old school means dumb, dumb. Yeah. You know, you got to be on the edge. And I, I don't know. That's why Monday's far more interesting than today at 4 o'clock I Eastern know. time. It's weird, isn't it? You know, yeah. But yet, let's, let us have a lead. Right, right. And see how many people are going to be saying no. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Everybody is going to be split and torn and yeah. watching last night's games. I've already heard it now. Oh, now all of a sudden Chase is a bump. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing what happens over a performance is not going to be judged that way. Well, it was too straight. One thing I would bet money on, and I'm sure Sheehan will break it again, yeah. but we've been begging for this defense. That's why I want a defensive guy. I want his expertise to be defense. Kevin, you were tweeting a ton about this over the last 24 or so. Uh, Marvin Lewis, Ron Rivera, Bruce Allen out, but is he truly out the building? All these things have been going bonkers here uh, since yesterday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm following it just like like everybody else is. And, you know, I think Marvin Lewis is a candidate for a job here. Doesn't mean he'll get a job here. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm following it like everybody else in the Rivera thing. You know, actually, as a fan of the team, you know, depending on the front office structure, uh, would excite me a little bit. I've always yeah. been a Rivera fan. I think he can really coach. They've got some defensive talent. He's tough. Um, and But at the same time, you know, I, I don't – I would think that Rivera would have better options, but we'll see well, uh, Rivera, how it plays out here. Yeah, Rivera, his people are, are saying that he's going to make a decision pretty quickly here, and it doesn't say where, but there are obviously options. So if he is the number one guy, uh, you know, he again, he kind of controls his own destiny here in terms of where he wants to go. So it may not be here. I mean, there's some discussion already about a reuniting uh, deal with him and Gettleman up there in New York with the Giants, even though they haven't fired uh, Pat Shermer to this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I believe their relationship was decent, you know, based on the reporting on this. So, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, if the giant opening is there, that would certainly seem to be a logical place for them. Um, But, you know, the the, the one thing that I don't know that we've gotten any clarity on from any of the reporting is just who Dan's been consulting with. You know, there have been these group, right? 
Yeah, there have been these stories that he's been consulting with a group outside of the group that he currently works with in Ashburn. And, and, you know, there's there are the obvious guesses like Joe Gibbs. Um, There are other, you know, guesses. There was the guy out of Colorado that said, you know, he's talked to Urban Meyer in the past, you know, and looking for advice. I mean, I'm interested in who that group is, because I would hope that that group would also suggest you need the the front office first, mm-hmm. and then let the front office take care of the coach. But yeah, you do. Got to but... move quickly on all of this, and you know, it's got. Remember when 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 he's done things before, it's it's often been asked backwards. So it may be that way again. Although you know, I, I think you know, hopefully there's an understanding of what's coming in the front office, and it's not you know the promise of Bobby Beathard like it was with with Steve Spurrier, you know, many years ago. Right, right. Come to fruition. Yeah, interesting to see um, all the, G- you know, again, the post is the story that uh, Urban Meyer is a potential candidate with, not as a coach, but as a front office guy, Lewis Riddick. I saw the Athletic DC report that Marty Herney, uh, as well as Morocco Brown, who's now with the Colts, who'd been here obviously before, and Dan Snyder has an affection for, uh, is another guy whose name comes up. And then, of course, there's the in-house guys, whether it be Eric Schaefer, Doug Williams, Kyle Smith, or the combination of all three of those guys moving up in power uh, with Bruce Allen being moved out uh, as well. But, you know, Kevin, this is the cynic in all Redskin fans, and this, this has been talked about for years. If Bruce Allen takes a lesser role in the organization, is that really going to change anything if he's not completely out of the, out of the equation? Yeah, it's going to be the react. If if he's if he has a continuing role, no matter how much uh, on the periphery it is, um, it's it's a reflection. And I tweeted this out earlier. It's a reflection, in my view, of Snyder's disconnect from some of the primary reasons he's lost much of the fan base. You know, it's a middle finger to the fan base mm-hmm. if Allen has anything to do with anything. Right. You know. Um, now, with that said, practically speaking, is there a way in which Allen could, you know, consult on the stadium, be in the stadium discussions as an employee of the company and not be involved in the football operation? I think there is a way, you know, but you got to hire somebody with clout and you got to give that person contractual authority, you know, in, in the same way almost that you gave it to Schottenheimer in 2001. And then if you hate it, at the end of the year, you know, you can make the mistake that you made in 2001 and move on from that structure. Um, but I don't think it's like this most ridiculous uh, uh, thought that, that Allen could be a consultant to the stadium and not be involved in the football operation as long as that football operation is, is being manned by somebody who's given the, the authority to do so without you know, any interference from from anybody. But I don't think the fan base will think that way, though. No, guys. I don't either. I think they'll think as long as he's in the building – He'll worm his way back into the middle of it. Well, and, and to go to the scoreboard here on the stadium front, um, what exactly have they achieved on the stadium front besides the moat, pick, the moat outline, and the guy on, on sixty minutes? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I, all I know is right. this, and nobody report for whatever reason. The Post and others continue to throw Virginia. The Virginia's out, people. They got no land that's been given up to, to tech companies who will pay them a hell of a lot more money. Uh, DC is the one trick pony shot, which is you know to somehow get that old land at RFK. They've been stoned on 
done that twice now, right? By my count of the votes. And uh, then there's the other option that nobody wants to hear in an open microphone, which is to stay where they are and rebuild on the land they already own uh, and already lease. And then, of course, there's the the National Harbor Front, which, you know, had been talked about. So that's it. I mean, those are the three locations, unless there's some secret places that we're unaware of. But there's not a whole lot of space out here. If you all live here and drive around, you know this. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's like, what kind of job is anybody doing on the stadium yeah. front right now? There's been very little progress. Um, I, I've, you know, I've heard and read the same things you mentioned about Virginia and D.C., the latest reporting from last week from Liz Clark and the people at the Post about how that's now being shut down, at least in, in, the, uh, in the immediate future. And at the same time, it's fascinating to me that the owner feels like he needs someone like Bruce Allen to get this done. I do believe Scott that Snyder's come to think that, you know, a new stadium and a revitalization of, of the RFK site, the same way Abe Poland revitalized Chinatown, you know, is, is a way for him to improve his reputation and and even legacy, you know, and, and Bruce, uh, you know, he's not clearly, he's a recluse publicly. So, Bruce has been his communication, yeah. uh, you know, route for, for all of these conversations. And maybe he just feels like it, there's a comfort level in, in moving forward with him on this that he can't move on from. I don't know. Well, again, the most fascinating Strange. thing beyond of what the moves are to be made here is if Dan Snyder actually speaks into an open microphone about whatever it is they do. And I, I, the betting money's probably no, but somebody's got to, because again, if Bruce is out of the equation, then who's in charge here? You know, they don't have, to, they don't have a, they don't have a long time communications director here anymore. Tony Wiley left the beginning of the season. So they don't have somebody that, you know, is comfortable doing that. So I, it's going to be interesting because I think that's one of the things I'm really fascinated to see. Cause by my count, it's been several seasons and it might've been Cooley's interview uh, I don't know how it many, was. you know, it was the last time yeah. and then maybe chick on TV uh, over at uh, back when it was CSN still. I mean, it's been that long since, you know, he's actually had like public statements to the fan base. It's amazing how reclusive he's become publicly. And, you know, it, it, it is interesting to see who will make some of these announcements. <laughs> yeah, maybe something as simple maybe as that. Bruce, maybe, maybe Bruce comes out and announces his reassignment. Maybe. To a different right. area of the building. Who knows? Maybe. And he's like, hey, I'm proud to hand over the keys to so-and-so. I mean, that might be the way they do it. But yeah. I'm as fascinated in that as I am the actual moves. I know it sounds kind of stupid, but I mean, I just think it's important at some point you address the customer base, right? I mean, this is what a lot of us have kind of wondered. Why he hasn't yeah. done that? Or anyway. what's left of it. Well, yeah. yes. What's uh, left of it? Try exactly. to salvage it. Um, yeah, it'd be nice a year from now if we're talking about a meaningful game against the Cowboys to end the year. That would be nice. That would be a huge upgrade, no doubt. I'm sure you're well abreast yeah. of all the rumorage out there. Bruce Allen out, but is he really out of the building? <laughs> uh, and obviously the Marvin Lewis versus uh, Ron Rivera debate right now as the next head coach. Yeah, well, there's a lot to dig into. But uh, first of all, when was our last 425 game? That's a great question. Had to be last season, uh, when maybe really early in the season too, for that matter. I don't know. It's been a long. Did we time. not have? Did we not have any this year? No, no. It was all one o'clock kicks in the two primetime games. Was it two primetime games? The Monday nighter and the Thursday. Yeah, nighter. yeah. That's it. Yep. Yeah, and and we didn't get any. So this is our first dose of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman today because of the Cowboys, obviously. Uh, interesting. Okay. Well, anyway, look, <laughs> let's get down to it. If Bruce Allen is still in the building, yes. then to me, nothing has changed. Okay. Uh, yep. there is, and my reasoning behind this is very simple. Okay. 
if you cannot fire outright a grossly underperforming executive like Bruce Allen, that it represents something larger and more disturbing to me when it comes to Dan Snyder. It either says Dan doesn't believe that Bruce is the problem right. or that it's not his fault. It either says Dan is just so enamored with Bruce as his drinking buddy and his right-hand man and his confidant and his flack taker that he can't live without him. Or he just feels like, I don't know who to hire if I get rid of Bruce Allen entirely. I want him still in the building to at least talk to. All those things are very bad things, in my opinion. If you cannot simply fire a guy for 10 years of terrible football, then then what hope is there really? And this is not a vindictive thing of like, I want Bruce Allen out, I want him fired, I want his head on a stake. The guy's made $7 million a year, reportedly, for almost a decade. He is fine. It's time to turn the page. So, And on the stadium front, oh, well, he's crucial to the stadium efforts. He's failed on that front, too. Uh, Thank you. It's been like six years since the 60 Minutes piece that showed the ill-conceived Moat X field, as I'm calling it, and nothing, not a peep has been said since other than, you know, jurisdictions like Maryland saying, that's it, we're out, or Virginia going nowhere. And now with this latest thing in Congress where they missed a chance to get their arms around the lease for the land with the last spending bill that was approved, I mean, it's bleak on the stadium front. I don't care what anyone says. I think Bruce thinks they're close to the stadium, just like he thinks they're close on the field. I think they're miles away on both. Turn the page, wipe it out, and start over. Now do you want to talk coaches? Yeah, no doubt. Let's get to that. So Ron Rivera and Marvin Lewis, both you can poke holes in resumes, uh, but I've reminded a few people that have come at me with this. They are certainly more qualified than the previous head coach. But anyway, that being said, um, their defense, I think there's an interesting theme here, though, right? Both defensive guys, because clearly that's the the big issue in the eyes of most people that look at this team, is the defense is something in, in nadding up there. Neither guy, neither candidate is exciting to me. Uh, that said, exciting does not win football games. Correct. So there's a little bit of a trade-off in that regard. It would be ironic if Dan Snyder rushed to hire the one coach that got fired midseason to replace a coach he fired midseason. That'd be quite the two-step right there if he hires Rivera. Right. Uh, Marvin Lewis is one of these guys where you go, well, he was here, and he knows how to work with Dan, and I'm just like, oh, here we go again. Right. Nothing against Marvin Lewis. It also says we're Bengals East. We're <laughs> yes. Bengals East. Is right. this who we aspire to be? Right. It, but, but the reality is, and, and this, is, this is the cold, hard truth, these are the level of coaches we can get right now. Yeah. We can't get much better than these two men, so we're going to have to accept that. Their success is going to hinge on how good is the personnel man above them or the GM, and how well can they work together to say, look, here's our one, two, three-year plan to get better as a team. And that's the whole ball game right there. No doubt. And, um, you know, the other part of it, you know, we've talked about that. They're going to, you're going to get somebody who's a little, you know, going to damage resumes here, right? You're not going to get the pick of the litter. We've been talking about this for months. So, I mean, this shouldn't be surprising. The fact that there are two competent coaches that have actually had playoff teams uh, and have been, you know, winning coaches 
should be a positive. But yeah, it's not going to sell tickets. It's not going to be sexy. It's not going to be an overnight, uh, wow, this is unbelievable kind of, you know, rush to the window kind of stuff. But at the same time, this is the one kind of hire outside of the Jim Zorn hire where he, you know, Dan Snyder was kind of forced into it that these isn't really had. Uh, you know, the wow factor. Yep. Not that Gruden was real wow factor, but he was a hot candidate at the time, believe it or not. It's hard to remember that, but he was. Success comes from culture and relentless team yep. building of all 53 on the roster, if not beyond counting the practice squad, because this is the time of year you're going to be calling guys up from the practice squad are going to have to help you win games. Yep. So that's, you know, a shiny new coach, a fancy new quarterback. Those are the things that we as Redskin fans have conditioned ourselves to think, oh, this will be our ticket out. This is our magic charm that's going to make us good. It is part of the process, but it is only one part of it or two parts of it. It has to be a total culture that's truly damn good, not fake damn good, that (laughs) builds a team that is deep and relentless and creative and never stops at every position and is all about football only all the time. Um, I said this to Sheehan earlier, one of the strange kind of sidebar stories I'm curious to see uh, over these next 24 hours when these announcements come down and when the, you know, hey, let's introduce the new guy stuff happens. Does Dan Snyder actually take the podium in in an open microphone situation and speak publicly for the first time in, in, boy, years, right? I mean, it's been a long time. I can't remember the last time he did that. That would be something, again, I think that's absolutely necessary. Dan has to take accountability. He has to present himself to be accountable. Mm-hmm. He has to sit there and field uncomfortable questions. Uh, otherwise, I don't think any of us are going to believe that things are truly changed. Yeah. I mean, this guy is a billionaire. How is it he can't step to a podium and answer questions? It baffles me. Yeah, it's not a lot to ask. It's a small ask. Um but you'd like to see that from the guy, you know, to the to this fan base and really to the customer, you know, at this point. Uh, yeah. Address well, them. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if they hire a coach before a GM, right? Or that's if it becomes bother known that that Dan had already chosen the coach and the new GM is just going to have to go along with it. Uh, and I would say that I predicted this point. Bruce is not going. That the, what I've said for months now, and other people have as well, that it's going to be a sidestep, lateral move. Don't worry. Big bad Bruce is over here working on the stadium. We got a new football guy. Maybe we promote from within. And here's a new coach. He's not, you know, Jay Gruden. He's yeah. got a, a toughness and work ethic and everything else. And there'll be optimism. There has to be optimism. It's been a terrible year. It's been one of the worst years I can recall in a long time. Uh, and there's been a lot of bad ones. It really has. All right. Zabe, enjoy it. Happy New Year to you. We'll talk to you soon. Go Redskins, HTTR. <laughs> Ryan has been busting out since yesterday on uh, what's going on. Really got rolling when you had um, Albert Breer on Friday. Then some leakage came yeah. out, and it really got going yesterday. Uh, I know you got J.P. Finley had the stuff about Bruce Allen being uh, repositioned in the organization. Um, then there's been some other reports, and then he might completely be out before it's all said and done, but nobody is 100-100 on that yet. Uh, what, do you, what do you take from all this? And we'll start with the front office part of it before we get to the coaching. Well, I believe that uh, finally they realize that something has to happen. Uh, I mean, whether you're going to reposition or move him out of that position altogether, that something has to happen. Because if you look over the years, uh, it's been slowly but surely fans are making their, uh, you know, making their case and they're making their voice be heard. So uh, what are you going to do? You're going to keep going down the same line, keep doing the same thing, stay stuck uh, in, in uh, neutral? Or are you going to try and make a difference and make these fans understand 
that just as much as you want us to win, we want to do it too. So I think I still feel they had to do something or they have to do something. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'll wait and see when it happens because ultimately I've seen rumors. I've heard the rumors yeah. before, and then I saw nothing happen. So I'll wait back and see what happens, and then we can uh, assess it at that moment. Yeah, um, and you know, there's also the, the 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 train of thought that okay, if you if you move Bruce Allen out of football ops, that's one thing. But if you keep him in house, whether it's as a stadium consultant or to leave that front, that's really not really not fixing the entire problem. Uh, and and then it's the people that come in here should beware if that's the case. Do you, do you feel that way as well? Well, I think when you look at where he's been, the things he's done, and if he were to move into another position, will he not tamper? Will he not try to? Right. You know, uh, you know, put it, you know, put his nose in the business that's not his. You know, I'm sure if somebody else comes along, they're going to be concerned about that. Right. But that is why when you sign the contract, you make sure, <laughs> you make sure everything is uh, put into it. So if this happens or that happens, you have a right, a way out, or you have a way to get everything you're supposed to get. Yeah, and that's the uh, part here too. Like, if you are one of these guys that comes in here that has any kind of, you know. Any kind of resume, I would think that 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 you've kind of laid that out ahead of time, right? You got to have be pretty pretty firm in how the structure is going to be in place here before taking this job, especially if you have options. I mean, I look at a guy like Ron Rivera, who you know they're saying he's going to make a decision soon, but it doesn't necessarily say it's the Redskins. It just says he's got yeah. he's got options. So, I mean, uh, and one of the jobs may not even be open right now that he's talking about. Well, I think the whole thing it comes down to this, Jack. We've heard many a times where. They had agreed upon terms, and they're working out some other things. <laughs> when contracts come about, that's because they're trying to make sure the wording is proper and you have everything in it that you want. And whoever is going to come in here needs to make sure that happens. And I look at guys like Ron Rivera. I'm, not, I'm just saying this name. I'm not saying this is no, 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 sure. Mike McCarthy. Those of that level, you know, those guys don't have to take this. They can wait and get something else and not have to worry about the stuff around it. You know, many guys want to go into a job where they're concerned about their actual job, not all of the rigmarole going around the job. So I think ultimately this is going to be a situation where whoever comes in is going to try to get everything they possibly can put into writing so you can never go back on it. All right, we hear Brian Mitchell on the uh, Team 980 95.9 FM. Now, in for, in terms of coaches, Rivera versus Marvin Lewis, I mean, I, the, the one obvious thing that jumped out to me yesterday was, okay, they're looking at defensive coaches, right? <laughs> Guys that have been NFL coaches and have had, yeah, they haven't had the biggest of successes, but they've had some level of success. You can say Marvin took the Bengals out of the abyss and was a consistent playoff uh, performing uh, level team until the last few seasons. Obviously, Ron, you know, they didn't have that consistency, but they did have that one amazing season where they were 15 and one in the Super Bowl, uh, and, and you know most people that watch Ron Rivera's teams know that they were tough and there was no nonsense about him. But anyway, as you look at these guys, what, what are your thoughts of, of like the pros and cons of both of them? Well, as I look at the, the I've made the statement before where I felt it's about time that the Redskins go with a defensive minded coach. Yeah, because we've had all the offensive minded coaches, and we look at the team. The team has taken on the personality of the uh, coach. We've had a lot of defenses that had great talent, but they were soft, okay, because the coaches did not make them have to work and have to play and have to practice hard. Just like what Callahan has done over the last few damn uh, months, uh, we haven't seen this for six years, to yeah. be totally honest with sure. you. So well, defensive-minded coaches seem to be a little rougher, a little mm-hmm. tougher, you know, and if a team is going to take on that personality, when I, I had a list of people, it's like 24, 25 guys on that football team that are 25 years old or younger. And most of those guys are super, super talented. If you can get that bunch right there to be mean 
be tough and play up to the level of talent that they have, you can you can see something positive happening in, for the future with the Washington Redskins. But if you take those same people and you go in, you like you know how much I hated them running yeah. the bubble when it's forty degrees, running the bubble when it's drizzling outside. You know, uh, no pads. Uh, we don't have to be tough. Somebody do something wrong. What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to, get, <laughs> I'm supposed to discipline them. Something. You're damn right. You're supposed to discipline them because yeah. I don't care what level you are, who you are. You have to answer the people. You have to be held accountable. So if you get a coach in here that can do that, you know, and I really believe the mindset is this. We get a defensive-minded coach. We push Kevin O'Connor to him to say, hey, Kevin, right. you know, because he's been working with Dwayne already. Try to keep him around, okay? And if things work out with the defensive coach and you got Kevin, cool. And then all of a sudden, if Kevin is ready to go as a head coach, guess who you put as your head coach the next time? Kevin O'Connor. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it seems to be a plan in the making where they want their guy, but they know he's not completely ready yet. But he can also learn from some of the defensive coaches on mm-hmm. how to run a team, how to be a little tougher, how to get football out of your guys instead of just getting professional athletes. You get what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, no doubt. athletes are divas. Football players are tough asses. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, it, it Listen, it – it is um, it is interesting how quickly it's all come together, and I'll say this for Dan Snyder and whoever this group of non-redskin people he had together, they did a good job keeping their mouth shut because supposedly this has been going on since he fired Jake Gruden, and, and I hope at the end we get to know who the list of people were uh, that, that he did c- get consulting from because I think f- people will maybe take it a little bit more seriously if there are some credible people on there. Uh, than if this is just like some mystery group of uh, <laughs> you know folks that, that supposedly helped him. If everything works out, you never need to know who they are. Right. <laughs> True. You know, things don't work out, then you want to know. But ultimately, what, what that tells you, we've heard for years on this team where everything was leaked, and we always felt it was somebody inside the building. The fact that he went with people that were non-risk and people outside the building mm-hmm. heard nothing, he knows where his leaks were. Yeah. And I think a lot of the decision needs to be made based upon that as well. That's that's a fair point. It's very interesting that it's come about that way. Well, again, there's uh, a lot of reports about Ron Rivera. That Ron Rivera, not saying with whom, but he is going to have a decision made pretty soon, potentially. Uh, and obviously, the Redskins are in the mix there. But Ron Rivera seems to have some options. You were, were was Ron was with you in Philly, correct? Yes, and also Ron played with the Bears. Right, and he was on the forty six. Dub the the badass Bears. What did you? What, what yeah. did you? I mean, did you interact much with Ron as? Um, yeah, as, yeah. When you were there, what did you think of him? I like him. I mm-hmm. think I think he's uh, fair. He's tough, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's the whole thing they need. Someone that's fair, someone that's tough, but you know, you don't ride him. And the whole thing about it, I've always felt that, you know, I go all the way back to when I was in school and in, in high school and junior high school. Those teachers that rolled me, mm-hmm. I might have had a little certain feeling about them then. But as I look back at those teachers today, I thank God for them because they made me dip into what I had, you know, make me find yeah. out levels of, uh, that I can dig deep to and get to and have some uh, some success. But those teachers that allowed me to get smooth, smooth on by, never said nothing, yeah. oh, everything is good. I, I I basically hate those teachers today because they they were the ones that would have I would have been a failure if I was just listening to them. Yeah. So I look at coaches just like that, and I think Ryan Rivera is that coach who's going to ride you, push you, but also be able to give you some praise when you do something right. Yeah, Andy Reid guy uh, obviously got his teeth cut with Andy in Philly with you. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things to like. They always the the coordinators usually have uh, good relationships with him. 
Uh, I will say this. I'll be the first to put it out there. I'd be surprised if Norv Turner was coming with him uh, if he gets a job. But <laughs> stranger things in life have happened, I suppose. Yeah. If Norv Turner comes here as an offensive coordinator, yeah. that, that's a positive. Oh, uh, never a boring moment, my friend, as you know, uh, this time of year. And, uh, you know, like uh, Sheehan said earlier, hopefully next year in week 17, we're actually talking about a game um, <laughs> that has some type of meaning or some sort or postseason. But instead, today, the game is really the most irrelevant thing going. Uh, all this news and noise that has come out over the last 24 hours. Uh, it looks like Bruce Allen's on his way out. How far out is the real question? And I'll, I'll start there with you. I mean, if he is out as the president of football ops, it, but still in the building in another capacity, is that good enough? So I'm probably in the minority on this. I'm actually not one of these people who says, like, it means nothing if mm-hmm. he's not completely gone or that you can't have success if he's not completely gone. If he's no longer running football operations and they give whoever is running football operations true autonomy, and Dan stays away, and Bruce is doing the stadium stuff from outside right. beyond Redskins Park, I do think they can have success that way. I, I don't think it has to be like he's completely gone or you have no shot here. I think that's preferable, but to me that's not like something that has to be in effect in order for this thing to get better. I would say this. I think if, if, the, if that is part of the structure, this new coach and this new regime better not struggle in the, early, the first couple of years because then you're always going to have that looming over you as long as he's in the building, right? And uh, we have seen some reports so that he may be rolling out to uh, Los Angeles to uh, consult for uh, Marvin Demoff, who uh, he gave his first job to, and also for, of course, Sean McVay, who, who has a lot of uh, strong connections with Bruce as well. Yeah, I mean, and I think we'd all take that in a heartbeat. I mean, the thing <laughs> right. is this. If, if we have to worry about him worming his way back into running football ops, then, I mean, really, how much better are things, right? It, it has True. to be a setup by which you don't have to worry about that anymore, either because Dan mm-hmm. has had his realization or because the new guy in charge is going to have the contractual authority and the mandate not to have to put up with something like that. I, I know people bring up the McLuhan thing and how Bruce kind of weaseled his way back in, but I think that's a unique setup. McLuhan had, of course, the alcohol issue. And, you know, you look back on McLuhan's two drafts and his free agency classes, they weren't very good. If you get someone here who's on the right path and, again, has that contractual hammer, I don't think this has to be that big of a deal if Bruce isn't, like, out-out from the organization. I think it matters more so who is given the control. And the other thing that is really standing out to me right now, and we just don't know the answer to this, but this coaching search that is giving us Ron Rivera and Marvin Lewis mm-hmm. and Eric Bieniemy and who knows who else, who's conducting this search? Because if this is a Dan Snyder-led search and it's not whoever's about to run the front office conducting the search, then I'm not sure that things are really that much better. You, you can't do this backwards where you hire a coach and then you put in place a new front office and that new front office now has to pick players for a coach it didn't pick. That, to me, is not the way to do this. And I think we really need to get clarity on this. Of is the new leadership leading this coaching search? Is giving us you know Rivera, Lewis, the enemy, et cetera, or is this Dan leading the way? And whoever takes over the front office is going to be handed this new head coach. I think that's a big question right now. Yeah, I think it's a fair question, but it wouldn't be surprising. I mean, look, the owners make decisions in the NFL. I mean, whether you like it or not, they have to pick the people they're comfortable working for them. I mean, they they still own the team, and he's had obviously a horrendous track record. I get it. I mean, I'm not here to defend Dan Snyder, but. Uh, like I'm not surprised to hear that he's going to pick a coach he's comfortable with, uh, or he thinks you no. know this team needs a defensive-minded coach after watching the defense suck for the last three years and everybody telling you how great they are. So I can understand yeah, where no, the head coach would come to that conclusion. You know, 
yeah, it's definitely not surprising, but it's yeah. not the way to do this. Like the, the one thing that I think has become really clear is they have not had organizational alignment. They have not no. had everyone on the same page. Jay at his season-ending presser from last year referenced that they can't keep operating that way. They, they've right. got to have everyone sort of going in the same direction, and I don't know that you would have that if again you pick the head coach before you pick the GM. I just that's not to me that's not the way you do this. Yeah, oh, I hear you, and there is a lot of connections that could potentially shake out. I've heard anything from Marty Herney potentially coming here. Uh, you know, to Morocco Brown coming back, Lewis Reddick, or the current structure. And look, if it's Eric Schaefer and Doug Williams' group, who, who's to say they haven't had some input on the coach uh, as well? I, I don't know. Um, or, or or they have been asked, who are your preferences as coaches? Maybe not knowing how quickly this whole thing was going to come together. Uh, that That's the other part of it that we, we just don't know to this point. And, you know, I, I mentioned this to Zabe and to uh, Sheehan earlier as well. And, you know, I'm really curious, quite frankly, to see if we get anything from Dan Snyder publicly for the first time in like forever, yeah. right? Since maybe Cooley talked to him. How many years ago that was in the station? I mean, that was like forever yeah. ago. So you totally should. I mean, I'm not holding my yeah. breath on that. Um, I, I think, though, whoever is in charge of the front office moving forward, that person does need to speak with a higher frequency than Bruce did. I think that's yeah. pretty clear. But they need an organizational voice. And I tell you what, if Dan not speaking is going to be a reflection of him truly finally just staying out of the way and giving full football operations autonomy to whoever is running things, then I'm all right with that. Like, go ahead and continue to be a recluse, all right? Let the new guys in charge speak for themselves, speak for your football operations department, and do it that way. By the way, the point you made about maybe the people who are going to be running things already being in the organization, I think that's key. And I don't know that everyone agrees with this or not, but I would be okay with that. I do think Eric Schaefer is team president, Kyle Smith is GM, the way those guys are regarded, the fact that you know the Redskins do have a nice collection now of 25 and under talent, I would be on board with that. I know, I know some people want like complete overhaul of the front office. I get yeah. that sentiment. But the way Schaefer and Smith especially get talked about, is even by people who used to work for the Redskins but don't work there anymore, uh, I think that's a setup that could work, again, if they're given true autonomy. Yeah, I think like the last three drafts, you know, if you tax people outside of the organization, they, they, think, they think they have picked good players and that they have talent here. Coaching has been lacking, obviously, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So that, that will be interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, look, Kyle Smith's dad, AJ, obviously Ron Rivera was a charger when AJ was there running the Chargers. There's probably some connection there. I mean, there's a lot of mm-hmm. like loose connections to these things. I mean, look, Doug Williams, I keep reminding these people, nobody would even know who AJ or Kyle Smith was if it wasn't Doug Williams making such a production about him and promoting him. I mean, keep that in mind, too. I think Doug's got a role in this thing. I don't know what it is or how it is, but and I think the guys on the football side, when they've had to do sudden change here, bringing players in midseason off the streets have done a nice job, and that's Doug's department as well. So, you know, don't discount him in this whole thing, too. No, yeah, I, I think if you had football operations led by Eric, Kyle, and Doug, I, I don't, I think they're worthy of that opportunity. Uh, you know, and that, that's what's kind of funny about Bruce is that on the one hand, we all agree needs to be gone. On the yeah. other hand, we all agree there is talent on the team. And, and I know those things kind of go against each other. Yeah. But, of course, if you've been following this thing, you understand why Bruce needs to be gone. It, it's interesting because ultimately his biggest sin really wasn't the players who were picked under his watch. It was more so the culture. And, you yes. know, this culture of, you know, injury and underachievement and bad coaching and not everyone being on the same page. And that's ultimately what dooms Bruce. If you just go by, you know, like we talked about, the way the last few drafts have been graded, how they've been better in terms of the contracts they've handed out, 
it hasn't been all bad, but there's a lot more to being a team president than just that. And, of course, he had to be out, and hopefully that is, in fact, what's happening here. Well, you know, I always say to people, because people ask me this all the time, well, what's the biggest sin? I say, well, the Kirk Cousins contract debacle, okay, the three years of a tag and getting no real value out of that outside of the compensatory pick. And, of course, this ending, I mean, just dragging Trent Williams through the mud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your franchise guy and not trying to fix that and the way they handled that was horrendous. Uh, and, you know, you can also throw in the middle of all that the way, you know, the McLuhan thing didn't have to go down that road. You could have gotten out of that uh, a lot cleaner than they did that was that was not pretty either and it wasn't surprising and again hiring people that you knew were damaged in the first place him and and obviously the head coach that was you know kicked to the curb five games into the season uh yeah uh, i also think it's funny too you know callahan has taken these not so thinly veiled shots at jake rudin throughout bill's tenure as interim head coach he's no speaking he's speaking to the culture that existed under jay and jay deserves a lot of criticism for that but that falls on Bruce, too. I mean, right. Jay worked under Bruce. Bruce was Jay's boss. And the bad things that were allowed to go on under Jay were allowed to go on under Bruce. And I think Bruce gets a lot of the blame for that stuff, too. The, the lackadaisical practices and lack of preparation and you know anything else that may have gone on here, that isn't just a Jay problem. That was a Bruce problem and that he allowed those things to transpire. I mean, I think that's another uh, knock on what went down with him as team president. Yeah, I no doubt, no doubt about it. And again, you know, you knew back in April after he was leaking to ESPN, uh, his favorite Redskin reporter, about what happened yeah. here at the draft that that he was that he was going to have a problem this year coaching the team. That's when you could have fired him and made Callahan the interim coach at that point for the season. But again, instead, you had to try to double down on wrong, and uh, that's where he got you. 